How's, how does everybody feel about stickers on a desk? I think Good that is idea. a bad idea. But why? Because if you change your mind, it's like a tattoo. It'll never come off. I mean, you can definitely get Gooby gone and get that thing off. But that's not the point, really. The point is that, like, on the left side of my desk, I have a lot of, like, just free space. And it's a, just a wood grain desk. So there's not... Don't I don't do know. It. Just, just don't do it. I have a sticker bed. I have a sticker bed. I don't know what to do with it. I thought, like, okay. Eh, here's a here's cool. a compromise for you then. Buy glass and put it on the top of the desk and put the sticker on there. See, no, I I'm I'm against glass. I'm against that way glass when you become an when you become an adult and don't want stickers on your desk, you can just remove the I glass. Mean, I don't want stickers on the desk. I just don't know what to do with the sticker because I like stickers enough to not get rid of stickers, but I don't like stickers enough to actually use them. Is the issue. Yeah, I mean, gaming peripheral companies send you a sticker, at least one with, like, everything. So yeah. you just got to let it go. No, dude, I don't. I'll put them on my, like, I don't know. I'll put them, put them on your car. No, dude, no, like, no. <laughs> You're not supposed to do it on something classy. Like, this tabletop is not that classy. I could Ikea, always just... isn't it? Yeah, I can always just buy another one. Like, if this one gets torn up, I would just buy another one. They're, like, 20 bucks. And by 20 bucks, I mean, like, 200 but whatever. You just got to ditch the stickers, bro. I'm not throwing the stickers away. This is a Ridge Wallet sticker. What? Carry less, live more, it tells me. Yeah, yeah just buy, like, a, a binder. And then you got to carry that around with you and look important and be like, oh, I've got these documents. Just you like how, how we did as children with Pokemon cards. Look at, look at all these. Well, you can put the stickers on the binder or put them in the binder somehow. It just You got to walk around looking like an important guy with documents, you know? Dude, I, I look like an important guy even without documents. All right, let's go. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, hello and welcome to Codec Call, Z-Targeting's gaming podcast. So we are gathered here today to celebrate 2020 uh, and video games. Uh, it's kind of a trash year, but pretty great year for gaming, not going to lie. So we can look at some of the positive side of things and recap some of our favorite games of the year. Um, so Dakota, what's your favorite stickers you got this year? Uh, that's, uh, dang man, so many, probably the glorious ones. Yeah, they're very liberal with the sticker the, application. Those are solid stickers. Well, I have one that I've never gotten before. Um, it came in with a Model O, and it's like, um... I don't know what to call it. Like a chrome, but just the glorious logo. Yeah. I've never gotten that one before with all the other stuff that I've gotten. So that's probably the my favorite one. And I haven't used it yet because I don't use stickers, but I like stickers. It's an interesting conundrum. It really is. Sure. Oh, so anyway, um, like I said, this is Codec Call, uh, our gaming podcast, and 
You can subscribe on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. It shows up on most major podcast platforms. You can also check out CPU, our tech podcast, where we get even nerdier and even more into the weeds on computer hardware and things like that. Um, even so anyway, you didn't think it was possible. Yeah, breaking down <laughs> boundaries. So I guess let's get right into it. We got a number of categories to get through and not a whole lot of time to do it. So start off with um, let's do best adventure, something kind of substantial. Um, so, so the nominees are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Watch Dogs Legion, and Spider-Man, Miles Morales. And the winner is... Okay. So much for debating. <laughs> I try to sound like <laughs> like that voice that always announces it. But anyway, moving past it. I mean, I... Unfortunately, I didn't play a single one of these, so... Well, I played Watch Dogs, and I can confirm to you that it is not winning this category. So okay, moving that, on. That's good, because I haven't played Watch Dogs. Yeah. Uh, I, I am, I am here as a proponent to act against games, not to support them. Well, that's good. <laughs> Carlos, have you had a chance to play any of these? Um, just Ghost of Tsushima. So I think yeah. the only one that I've played is Assassin's Creed. So... <laughs> 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 So um, Miles Morales is out. Got it. Uh, it looks like a dope game. Uh, Christine played it, but I didn't have a chance to to try it out. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I, if you or Carlos, if you think that Ghost of Tsushima is worthy of winning, um, I'm probably willing to concede that because although Assassin's Creed is good, I would say it's like not as good as like Odyssey. Is it? The rinse and repeat that all the Assassin's Creed game have been the past like three years. Well, actually, if you're saying it's not as good as Odyssey, then that means it went down a level because Odyssey was like their best one. Yeah, it. I mean, they switch it up. It's there's some different mechanics with your base building, and there's more raiding of other settlements, and and um, it's more heavily involved with like trying to build your your clan of Vikings up. But um, it's still really similar. The combat's a little a little different it's um more of an rpg in terms of stats like it's still an action game but you it, you're more involved in the stats of your um your character so i mean it's it's really good but i just i was just honestly exhausted from having like just played odyssey so i will then say i'm putting in my hat for ghosts just because that's the only one you played <laughs> And that, yeah, like, I, and and it's funny because I was I was gonna pick up Assassin's Creed and I'm playing something else right now, so I want to wait before I get it. Um, but even looking at like gameplay and reviews of it, it kind of felt like they took away from what Odyssey was. Like there was more of an RPG aspect, to my understanding, and and uh, in Odyssey there was more of RPG aspect versus Valhalla that was like here's your one set path and no multiple endings and stuff like that like 
Odyssey, I played it, and it was just the more you did and the decisions you made overall affected the game. And that's where Ghost of Tsushima kind of slides in. I'm like, yep, you can have, you know, as you're playing, there's it affects your overall gameplay and, and the environment. So, you know, if you're if you're taking the ghost path, for example, uh, the weather changes versus if you're taking the samurai path, um, it deviates another direction with the weather. So something like that affecting the overall gameplay, I really enjoy. And then the storyline in Ghost is really captivating in its own way, which was really good too. Yeah, I, I guess I I have played Ghost slightly, just a couple hours. I, I tried to start it up, getting ready for this game of the year, and didn't really get very far. But I think based on like what I little bit that I played and what I've seen of the game and heard of the game, like it just doesn't. It seems to be more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Inspired. Like I. I think you can just see how this team wanted to branch out and do something very different and and more substantial than their previous games. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to discredit their previous games, but uh, the story, the acting, I think... Uh, the, I guess I can't comment on the story, but the acting and like the motion capture and all that looks much more convincing than Assassin's Creed. Um, I feel like, like Ubisoft games always have this weird jank with characters. Yeah. Um, artist. I mean, they're both beautiful games, but I think Tsushima is is a little bit more uh, artistically like better. Is a bad way to put it, but um, but then they've had good like post game support. They've like had patches, fixed problems, added features, added the free mode, uh, added the PS5 uh, boost mode. So they've like continually supported the game. So that's all all that. Um, I, I think it just adds up to that. Seems like it surpasses Valhalla just based on all of our own limited playtime. Can I make an observation, or can I point out an observation? Shoot. No. Okay, so <clears throat> I think Ghost should win just because our resident Assassin's Creed expert Carlos didn't even play this one. So if the expert isn't even playing this one, I don't think it should win. I mean, it's like it's it's a really good game. I'm enjoying it. It's just I played I mean, I played Origins and Odyssey late. So I played Origins like end of 2019 and I've been playing Odyssey literally like this entire year spread out. And I actually like started playing it the most this fall. And it's just their, their games are so huge and there's so much to do and they like I haven't even touched the DLC on either of them mm-hmm. so like there's so much there like I'm just and I, I plan on talking this, about this you know later on but it's just right now I don't really want to play it because I've had so much of that and then Ghost just it's it's very similar and it but it feels a little bit different and I know that there's some things that are like some step backs like the fact you can't lock on to people is kind of weird but it's at, it's at least different enough that it doesn't. Um, I don't feel that burnout for that style of game as much. Right. I I just think that I've heard so many people say that uh, Valhalla was. I don't know. They wasn't what they expected. That I I've heard more people fall off of Valhalla than I have ghosts. Is my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ghost was. So it's a Sucker Punch game, right? And I think Sucker Punch 
has like a style of gaming, but at the same time, it's not. That's why I asked if if the Valhalla game was rinse and repeat, right? Because Odyssey kind of took a step away from the rinse and repeat. Um, well, not Odyssey Origins kind of stepped away from the original Assassin's Creed rinse and repeat right. formula. And then when Odyssey came out, it was like this super great, you know, epic game to play. And then I wondered if they were overdoing it, like when it came to Valhalla, just we're going to do the same style of game, just in a different location, you know, and give it a whole new name. And I don't know if by the third time it just took away from it, you know, and that's something my opinion of Ubisoft is just they just try too hard with their games at times. So they just like stuff the games full of so much stuff. And then they, there's no real rhyme or reason to any of it, but it's there if you want it. Yeah. It's it's essentially, I mean, they got smart where they started putting stuff out two years instead of, I remember there was like a brief period of like every year a new Assassin's Creed game yeah. came out. Or more than it, one. Yeah, and it was like, cool, you guys are doing the EA Sports Madden thing. Like, stop, it's not a new game. You're just giving me a, a same formula, but like a DLC in another world. Um. But yeah, I'd, I'd go with Ghost just because it was such a, I mean, it, it was such a different game, right? Like, you, you can't really... How far really, did you get? I finished the game. I went all the way through mm-hmm. and I did all the side quests in it. Um, but it was such a, I mean, yeah, there's that little bit of clearing the map and going through fortresses and stuff like that, but... I love a game that gives me so many options on how to, for example, clear a camp, right? I could do the silent stealth mode, or or I can just walk up. Like, one of the samurai challenges was really just coming up and calling everybody out, right? Which is the samurai way of doing stuff, you know? So imagine coming up to this front gate, like, I challenge everybody here by myself. And, you know, you get your guys coming up to you, and you're slicing through and just... Yeah, it was it was such a, a beautiful even the cinematics in the game were beautiful. You know, and you really felt for the main character too. All right, so I think, I think that answers our question. And the winner is Ghost of Tsushima. Coming up to accept the award. <laughs> I don't even remember. Well, Wait, what? The, like the main like director guy oh, of I Sucker don't Punch. Know. Oh, I was gonna say it was Jin Sakai. Just hey guys, what's up? Wow. Wow. Uh, um, yeah. Okay, moving on to best music. Um here we've got Tetris Effect Connected, Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, Black Mesa, Streets of Rage 4, and Risk of Rain 2. Okay, so... Luke, you got some speakers there. Yes. Uh, Throw on some Risk of Rain 2. Hopefully that picks it up. Oh, I, I was going to say, don't be like copyright or copyright strike or whatever. Okay, hopefully this works. Okay. 
Um, so anyway, now Tetris Effect. While well, I'm loading this Tetris Effect, it's a it's a it's a re-release. Was there new music? Yes. Wasn't there? I don't know. It also I thought that. Oh, so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I thought that the because this one is Tetris Effect connected. So I thought that the first song was connected, and I didn't think that that was in the original because it wasn't connected. But I could be wrong. I don't, I don't know if this is working. Uh, okay, well. Because I have it set ahead. to the right thing. Oh, wait, no. There we go. Can you hear that? Yes. God dang. You don't have to play the whole thing. Okay, we'll call that good. <laughs> I just think that that... I, I don't think Risk of Rain is going to win here. Um, I think that it is definitely worth an honorable mention as a game that came out of nowhere with a really solid soundtrack. Really solid soundtrack. Does uh, Risk of Rain... Does the music change with the gameplay or like does yeah. it... It does? Well, that was that was each, something I really enjoyed in, in Tetris Effect that as you played the music, the beat would change and like kind of your gameplay would change according to the beat. Um, I it doesn't change like that. That's it changes based on what portion of the game you're in. So like if you start finding a boss, it will change. So mm -hmm. it's. It, but it doesn't change based on like oh you're shooting now like that's not but that's more that's because of what the game what the gameplay is like tetris it tetris is about like putting blocks so then there's a beat every time that you put a block down or you have to try to put a block down uh, at the beat like i don't know it's easier to do that whenever there's only putting a block together than it is for shooting people mm -hmm. all the shooting creatures i guess not really people the thing but, is, I, I I don't think that there's anything new in Tetris Effect connected, or if there's there's not very much. Okay, so then, well then, if that's the case, then I'm saying Risk of Rain too. Uh, I would say that if you have another thing, if you have another idea, you should try to put a link or play some music that for us, because I I didn't I've never heard. Music from Black Mesa, for instance. Um, well, th so Black Mesa and really Yakuza, I guess I, I noticed cool music while playing, and I wanted to kind of flesh this out. But, um, but yeah, we can find some stuff. <laughs> okay, or, well. Uh-huh. You want me to play some things? Yeah, play what you said, Black Mesa. So play Black Mesa. And the good news is, or like the cool thing is, is like they, it's stuff like inspired by the original Half Life, um, but it's different. So it's not just the same music, just up-resed. 
Right. It's it's new music. Okay. okay. I think this one might be good. I would say like skip to the pedal or something. Okay. So I don't know. It's like it's like heavily inspired by like '90s shooters, you know, that just had those like really, just really in your face like techno soundtracks, like Trent Reznor working on Quake or whatever. But it, it sounds more high fidelity, high fidelity and like fleshed out and things. I'm not gonna lie, I did not expect to hear that from <laughs> Black Mesa. That was so, very, that was so very that, like that's, rock. Sounding. That's a very um, intense mission that that's from. Okay. I think that's the one where uh, the helicopter, like the, the attack chopper, is after you. Well, now I don't even need to play the game. No, you should no. play the game. <laughs> uh, okay, that that was a little surprising. I'm surprised we don't have Doom Eternal on here. Oh, sh- uh, yeah, that's that sh- probably should be on there. Okay, <sighs> I'm trying to find a Yakuza one, but I I really don't know which one's gonna be good. So let's uh, let's just try one. Like I said, I would skip to the. Oh shit! There's some there's some Yakuza spoilers in the in the related video, so I need to bail from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you just have it playing in the background, but that's fine. Uh, I mean, <sighs> okay, here's Final Fantasy VII, One Winged Angel, the classic Sephiroth theme. Theme. Skip to. Oh. Uh, it doesn't sound like they remade it much. Yeah. It sounds like the original. I mean, then again, it could be that they took, like, a part of the song and then, like, added extra sounds to it. I haven't heard it yet, but it just sounds exactly like the same one. Okay, here's the Airbuster boss. I'm less interested in this. I I think we have this all wrong. I think we should just go back in time because there's only one soundtrack that matters. You're the Bible? The what? The Bible. Why? Why? <laughs> no. It, okay, back to the point. Um... Doom Eternal should probably be on here, so I'll pull up a sample there. Because I was, I, I remember being very, very impressed with the first one, and I, I think maybe I just, I just assumed Doom Eternal was similar, and didn't really, yeah, it is. Think about it. It's not, it's not as good though. 
But I think that Doom, whenever it first came out, was, like, so different. And now, whenever you hear the same thing, you're just not very impressed. This I is, hope, like, the main theme, the menu. Yeah. I hope that you're keeping these, like, open in a tab. Uh, That would have been a good thing to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know if I can get this. Let's see. Cause I was going to say, I want you to pull up Risk of Rain again, just because of... Um, I want to hear... Uh, I want you to go, like, into the center. The center? Yeah, like, go go farther into the song rather than just the beginning. Oh, uh, which one did I play? I think it was the... Was that the main theme? Yeah. You want the same one? I mean, that's fine. It doesn't really matter. Is that the middle? Yeah. Oh, okay. Go... I need more upbeat. There we go. I think just to, like, I know... straight up to set of a porno. <laughs> That's a really high class video you're watching there then. I, this is on your side, guy. <laughs> I okay. I mean, I I don't know. I will say this, uh, Carlos, whenever you're thinking about that song, I just want you to think about you having everything under control. Everything's fine. You're just going through the motions. It's all very much... Never mind. Uh, It's very... You know, everything's great. And then all of a sudden, you turn a corner and you just see, like, a wall of people. A wall of enemies. And you're not getting through it. And you're screwed. And that music just starts kicking up right whenever that happens. And then all hell breaks loose. Because that's basically what happens. One more. Here's Streets of Rage 4. Yeah, we should listen. This is like the main theme. That's what it's called, main theme. <laughs> that sounds like something I've made in fucking Apple Garage Listen to those keys, dude. The keys are clutch. Alright, I mean, I will say this. This is... I, I played a little bit of Streets of Rage 4, Streets of Rage 4 but not much. I will say that I think the soundtrack is good, but I don't think... I think it's good for a side-scrolling shooter. I don't think it's it's good enough to win this. Personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a heavily inspired by your 80s 90s arcade games and yeah it's just trying to do that justice which i think it does an excellent job of of kind of living up to that legacy um i don't know it's tough like there's 
these are all really good contenders and in different ways. I wanted uh, to see what one. Oh, what? Keep going. Sorry. So I think like my personal picks, uh, like Yakuza and Black Mesa, um, I think while playing the game, I there's a few tracks each that really, really stuck out to me that, that prompted me to put them on the list. And it's, mm-hmm. it, but I think they're a little more subtle throughout the entire game. Um, Streets of Rage 4, like I thought that had an, an amazing soundtrack the whole time, but like we just said, it's, it's kind of doing one specific thing. Um, Doom Eternal was, it was really good, but at the same time, it's, doing what doom 2016 did um so that basically leaves risk of rain 2 and final fantasy 7 and i think my personal favorite might be final fantasy 7 but they're both they're both really good picks really hmm well you just made this a little bit more difficult i didn't expect you to say that uh final fantasy was your personal favorite i mean i'll just be honest i was just uninterested just because i feel like not much has changed and i and, and that's I, that's true that's and true. i feel like if we are going to discount tetris effect which is actually a different game like there don't get me wrong final fantasy 7 is also a different game but it's considered a remake um i think tetris effect is is more like a re uh, i guess it would be more of a remaster no it's just it's just like a game of the year edition it's it's all the exact yeah. same but with a different mode like right i mean yeah that's true the, the campaign so, is exactly the same not to say it's not worth playing it's an amazing game i, I yeah. replayed the campaign on xbox i i think that if we are counting it it wins if, it, if we're not counting it then yeah that's that's fair. That's fair because Final Fantasy VII is um it 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 is it is based on something else. If we're focusing on originality, which right. it seems like we are, we're focusing on the originality of stuff. I I think that, like I think that Black Mesa is very different from from Half Life. Very different. They're not even close to being the same. I know that they were inspired, but they're not even close to being the same in my mind. Music-wise, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just mean straight music. That's what I'm saying. And that's the reason why, like, I'm considering... I thought Black Mesa actually sounded pretty awesome. Like, in my mind, it's between Risk of Rain and Black Mesa. And that's just... I... Honestly, looking... Playing it with you the other day again reminded me of how good that soundtrack was. Because I... There's moments where we were playing where I just kind of stopped, and I was like, this is just... This is a great soundtrack. Yeah, I think I think I'm good with that because Tetris Effect. It's essentially it's the same soundtrack from 2018, which I fought for really hard to win in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Fantasy VII is it sounds great and and just like every aspect of like the sound design of the game is great, but again, it's it's a reimagining of an existing soundtrack. Yakuza is good, probably I don't think it's worth winning. Black Mesa is really good, but based off something else, but still really good streets of rage 4 is 80s arcade love letter 
really good, but it's like that Black Mesa kind of narrow, mm-hmm. narrow window of music. Doom Eternal is really good, but it's, again, based off Doom 2016. So I'm good with that, saying Risk Your Rain 2. Carlos? Um, <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> nah, just, I mean, I went into it with my money on Tetris Effect, but... Well, that, do you that's... do you agree that we should discount it because it's the same game? Yeah, once you made that argument, yeah, because I was like, because you... so... I don't think there's, I don't really know if there's any new music. I mean, the multiplayer side is is new, but I I really don't think there's any new music. Yeah, like like I said, I will 100%. Last was it 2018 that we had the big argument? Yeah, it this? was that versus Celeste. Yeah, if I remember. And I don't even know which one wins. Which one won, I should say. It was I know it was Celeste? Yeah. I mean, Celeste has a great soundtrack, but Dude, Celeste Celeste soundtrack is like literally one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. But I will say doing homework, I will listen to the Tetris Effect soundtrack. I'll listen to Celeste too, but I jam out to Tetris Effect. It's that good. So yeah, I, was, I was right all along. No, yeah, that's why I was going to try to to write my wrong <laughs> by saying Tetris Effect. But if everybody is agreeing that we shouldn't count it because nothing's new, then <laughs> then I, it looks like I won again. <laughs> it's really insane. You guys gotta stop letting this happen. So then, is that what we're doing, or? Is is everybody fine with that, or do we have another argument? I don't want to. I don't want to um, impose I'm my will. I'm fine with it. I am fine with it as well. Yeah, dang. Well, I'm gonna have to send them a letter. Go ahead, say it, make it official. And the winner is Risk of Rain Two. Jesus. We get. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do. I don't know if anybody's actually watching this. Gonna do that. Just, that looks terrible. Let's do that. There we go. For everybody that, since this is an audio-only podcast, I highlighted it in our document because, god dang. All okay, right, moving on. So next category, somewhat similar, um, best sound design. So here we've got The Last of Us Part Two, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which shit that that might have sh- that maybe should have been in best music. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Half-Life Alex. Um, I think I might add, I think I might add Final Fantasy VII here because it it has great music and overall great like sound design for the entire game. You know, not like not just the music side of things, because we only have four contenders. I mean, that's fine. Uh, I, so I think... think... Go ahead. It's, it's another tough category um, where we have a lot of great-sounding games that are different. Um, I don't know. I th- I think that it's between... The Last of Us and Call of Duty. Yeah, probably. For me. 
<laughs> you can't let me just like immediately cut our list down to like two. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm trying to think like FF7, like I said, it just it it takes the energy of the 90s JRPGs and just makes it feel so new. Mm-hmm. It makes it feel original. Um just with every aspect like the your little menu the menu sounds just sound so crisp and full of life. Square Square has a really unique way of making their menus always sound so good. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, like, I, I guess it has great music, but it also integrates the music really well into everything in the game. So it it just feels much more like youthful and energetic than uh, the original. Spider-Man 2018. Um, so I think it really just it it feels very different, um, and the music is and the sound is is a way that they really execute on that, and really just give it its own identity. Um, COD, I mean, COD always does a great job of executing well on the sound and yeah, um, getting you into the experience. I think that. The one, my thing is with Call of Duty, and I know that this is, I don't want to argue for Call of Duty as much as I am, but there is one gun that you shoot and it ejects the brass and like onto the ground. And as you're shooting it, you hear the brass hitting the ground from the, from the round being shot. And, like, there's been multiple times playing the multiplayer, I've stopped and I've been like, who's behind me? Because I forget that (laughs) that is actually, like, dropping onto the ground there. And that's the reason why. I think I'm the one that added it to this category. And that was, like, the moment where I was like, holy crap, this sound design is, like, amazing. Because I've not had that experience with any other game. The Last of Us, I played the entire game with headphones. And that was pretty amazing. You could always like, I remember um, the dogs looking for you. Like I could, I could hear the dogs sniffing for me, and I could like tell where they were positionally from the sound in the headphones. And I thought that that was that was another really important one. That one, in my mind, does not. I don't know. I I don't know which one I would choose over those two really. But yeah, that was. Those were the two moments that made me think of sound design. Um, I got to give a shout out to Half-Life Alex. So I'll, I think I'll talk about the game in general more, but this, the sound design really is a key part of just getting you so immersed in the game, aside from the VR aspect, right? But um, like just hearing like the water dropping when you're in these tunnels, like or water dripping or like, when a strider walks by and you're in the city and you, and you just hear the crash of its foot as it walks right in front of you or, you know, hearing the head crabs crawling around and jumping and shrieking at you when you're like walking through these dark tunnels, like it really, it's um, not to spoil my later discussion, but it's just one of the most immersive experiences I've ever had. And the sound just does, it plays such a key role in putting you in, in the foots uh, or the the shoes of Alex and um, making you believe you know you're in that world. 
Right. I yeah, I was gonna ask like how is it in in Alex because as as one of only three people in the entire world with a VR headset, I you're the only person I know that can refer to it, so And that's the problem with that game is that I don't think it's got enough players <laughs> to <laughs> They can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean the Valve index was actually the number two dollar item in the Steam sale. Um, so it did, obviously you have games selling for five bucks, one dollar, and the Valve Index is what like a thousand, but yeah. it still was the number two uh, revenue generating uh, item during the Steam sale. Which I don't even know if it was on sale or not. Yeah, I was gonna say how much was it on sale for? Like if that thing dropped below five hundred, I would consider it because I know that it's that much better than all the other ones. Yeah, and. Uh, a different subject, but keep an eye out for the Oculus Rift S. I think I've seen that on sale, and they're they're going to discontinue it. Uh, one of my things, one of you just hit one of my things, my catastrophes. It was Luke is going to talk about hardware. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you win? Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> All right, I got double Jeopardy, or whatever. So for the record, for anybody listening, I have a list of things. It's only three long right now, so I need to get more. But I have a list of things that I know will be said during this one of these two episodes of this podcast. And if they hit, I call them out. So that was one. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) I'm proud of myself. So yeah, I... uh, So Final Fantasy... Um, I think my overall vote is The Last of Us Part Two. I think for me, that's the game that, like, you, you notice how good it is, like, just all the time. And it it just improves the experience across the board. Carlos? Uh... I'm, I want to throw a wild one out there to you guys. Oh. Cyberpunk. I, I really, it, I enjoy their soundtrack. You know, their it had, sound design has nothing to do with soundtrack. Well, their sound design too is really good. Just, just the city feel of everything and and all the little side conversations and people doing whatever it is they're doing in the background. Um, the only flaw that I'm going to say, which is probably what's going to help uh, Luke and whatever you pick, is there was a point I was playing. And it glitched, w- yeah. No, nah, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it wasn't even a glitch. It was more, I was inside of like a building, and I'm hearing, you know, the building scenic sounds. And it was like, as soon as I stepped outside, it was like a switch hit. And it was like, oh, we need to play outside noise. And everything got loud again. And it wasn't like a smooth transition. And that was the only downside. But everything else, like, you know, you're just walking around, you're listening to, or driving, and and everything. Just, yeah, their design, for me, it was a lot better than a lot of, I don't know. I've, I I think the only thing I don't like about The Last of Us is when there is nothing going on, then it's like the music has nothing going on. And that was a big issue for me. But you guys I are think- going to... Well, I, I think, think like what they intended it. with the game is just to really like make you feel isolated. Yeah. yeah. 
I think that helps. Yeah, I was going to say that I think if anything that almost like it makes it more tense be like the i know that music can drive like something being tense but you know also like whenever everything's just completely silent it's like uh something's going to happen i'm just Mm -hmm. i'm literally just sitting here waiting for something to happen yeah and (sighs) my vote is call of duty but I can I I think that The Last of Us is good enough to win. So I mean, like it was my second choice. So I'm fine with The Last of Us. I'm not gonna even listen to Cyberpunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I appreciate it. My my top two would be Half Life and Last of Us, and um, yeah, I think Cyberpunk like it it is. A uh, good sound design, I guess it. it yeah, just I, didn't stand out to me as much as as these other games. Um, but I think I was paying attention to other things in the game. I will say that I think that you are correct, Carlos. Whenever you're saying like the city has a city sound. Yeah. I will say that. I think that whenever you venture into, uh. Whenever you venture into a building, that goes away very quickly, and the sound design kind of like I I remember I played a mission recently, like just the other day, and I had to go into a building, and this person was like calling my name, and I was like, where, like not my name, but they were like calling to like come shoot me and whatever, and I was like, what are you like? Where are you? I can't find you. Turned out that they were on a completely other floor. And I was just hearing them the whole time because I was like right below them. Like, what? Yeah, I, I stayed but, yeah. on that. I stayed on that floor for like 20 minutes just looking for this one person, and it turned out like they were on the next floor. But yeah, that was. But it is a good city sound. That's I will I will concede that. So the Last of Us two then. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, highlight it. I know you did bold. Wait, how do you how do you highlight? There you go. <laughs> Wrong one. I can't figure out this space age technology. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Microsoft Word, not really. It's Google Docs, but whatever. Save applies. And the winner is. The Last of Us Part Oh, excuse me, Part Two. And next up, we have Best Graphics, and the nominees are Microsoft Flight Simulator, The Last of Us Part Two, Cyberpunk 2077, Demon Souls, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. I don't even think this needs to be a category. Because it's irrelevant, or because there's one thing that's going to sweep it? Because there's there's one game that should win, obviously. But I don't know if I want to say it yet. So I think that there's... I'm sure that there's one game that, Dakota, you are going to die for. And then, Martinez, I'm sure that there's another game that you're probably going to advocate pretty hard for. And... (laughs) I could probably go either way. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love how 
I love how you're the one that's like, I guess I'll be the one that like gives up my opinion for somebody else's to win. And that's like, a nice for, way of saying like, I want you two peasants to fight it out while I sit here and decide which one I like more. <laughs> yeah. That's what I took from that. Like, I'm gonna sit here and listen to you guys fight it out, and I will make the decision. Honestly, that's a good point. Yeah, I'll be the deciding vote. So, <laughs> who's gonna buy me more? Uh, okay. Well, anyway, um, D- Dakota, <laughs> what's what's your game that you think? I don't is... know if I want to say it yet. Uh, just because I I want to hear arguments on the other side. I just don't think that they're they're gonna win. Um. So Martinez, yeah. what what do you, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know if I want to say. <laughs> you Wait, should say what is, that. What is the game that you think that I was going to pick? Let me hear that first. No, 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 no. I really want you to say, I don't want to say what game I want to pick yet, to where then we back Luke into a corner to where he has to actually pick a game first. <laughs> well, I don't. that's, that's why I don't want to say, because I wanted to hear what he was going to say I was going to pick. Okay. Yeah, okay, and so I want to hear what I'm going to pick. I'm imagining how this conversation is going to go. Uh, Dakota's going to say Microsoft Flight Simulator, and he's going to be like, oh, it's so realistic. It's like you're really flying around the Earth. And then uh, Carlos is going to say Cyberpunk 2077 uh, because it looks like a city, and you can get a (laughs) robot arm. (laughs) And then I think I want to say Demon Souls because it runs in 60 frames a second. (laughs) <laughs> that's not th- my only argument there. I think that's debatable because I can run Cyberpunk and F- Flight Sim in, at 60 frames a second. Is your side of the argument accurate, Dakota? <sighs> Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I. so it's funny because I wasn't going to vote for Cyberpunk because... Yes, you were. No, I wasn't going to vote for it. I was actually... I was going to pick Sl- Flight Simulator and then I thought about... As realistic as it is, like until they put the updates out for some of the cities, it wasn't realistic. But it was such a beautiful game either way. Um, and even as they're still updating it, like they put a snow update the other day. Um, they put a snow update? Yeah, so like it's a combination of the graphics of the snow, but then also how the plane handles the snow, which we're not going to touch on. But Oh, oh, okay. I don't it, know. Okay. Yeah, it was something uh, like the way the because originally, like if you played in a snowstorm, like your plane would go through it as though nothing was touching it. But then now, like the graphics kind of got enhanced where as you're flying, like your glasses like fogging up and you need to turn on your uh, like if you play first person or if you play like with a VR headset. Yeah, the deglazer. Uh, yeah, you have to you have to kind of like, yeah. Um, or de-ice, I guess, not glaze. Yeah. Whatever it is when, you're, when your glass fogs up and everything. But you see the ice on the glass, too, a lot more better now, too. Um, yeah, my, my money's on Flight Simulator and just even going forward with the game, like what they're going to do to enhance it. Yeah, like, and and I can play it at 60 frames a second, so. <laughs> Luke's, but not, not Luke's argu- I don't care about that. That's not, that, that's not part of this argument. In the best situation, what game looks the best? Yeah, so just to kind of recap the rest of the category, I think 
so when it comes down to your PlayStation exclusives, because actually there's all these PlayStation exclusives, Last of Us, Demon's Souls, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man, like, now that I'm all about PC, quote-unquote PC, Master Race, blah, 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 whatever, it's kind of, you, you see how things can look when you turn everything up to ultra and it, it runs at a high frame rate and how everything kind of comes together like that. So n- now with that perspective, I'm kind of thinking like, these PlayStation exclusives, they look great. They look amazing, but it's it's limited by the hardware you're playing it on. And that's getting better as we move to PS5 and you're seeing 60 frames per second games and things like that. Um, but what they have going for them is they all have amazing art styles, uh, which I don't think that's necessarily the deciding factor for the best graphics category. Um Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that if we... See, that's my issue with best graphics, because you have, like, stylized graphics, and then, like, personal. I think Hades looks amazing. And, like, I think those graphics are awesome. That's a so, contender for best art style. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. I guess that... I guess it's the difference between graphics and art style, so yeah, never mind. Alright, mm, I'm fine with Flight 10. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with Flight Sim too because that's that's a game that just it, it felt like the first next generation game like it did things yeah. that weren't possible before so um I I, I mean I, I do think Cyberpunk is is a very good contender because it's it's such a hard game to run as we've seen and I, I just think overall it, it looks very solid overall and ha- does have great art style minus the all the dildos and stuff but um, I'm not gonna like. I'm gonna keep my opinion to myself. Okay, more dildos or less dildos? <laughs> anyway, uh, flights. <laughs> I think like that's like a a, a watershed la- landmark moment to to kick the generation off. And I mean, Cyberpunk does look great, but I um I don't. Know, I just think simu- flight the, simulator was a moment. I say all the dildos, all. It, 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 I think I'm fine with the amount of dildos. It's not. <laughs> I haven't like judged the. I'm more impressed with in in 50 years, 50 years into the future. Well, 57 years into the future, 56 years into the future. I forgot it's 2021 now. Uh, they still look the same. Like and we haven't had a major uh, dildo improvement or redesign in 56 years. Like that's just it's kind of disappointing. I mean, when what it's based on hasn't changed since the beginning of time. Nah, dude. Not until we I, evolve. Yeah, we yeah. haven't evolved yet. You know, wait till someone I, has like a hammerhead. I think that's a. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm, let's I'm let's call an audible I, and add a quick discussion on best art style. Okay, uh, I don't think that this is worth talking about. The art style or the dildos? <laughs> art style. <laughs> <laughs> Hades. Uh, Wait, Ghost of Tsushima. This is not. No, this is no. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Hades would probably win. Okay. Best Hades does win. 
Don't say probably. I thought that we were just going to add that category. Here you go. Oh, yeah, I thought you were saying don't talk about it. No, I'm saying that I don't think that it's worth talking about because it should win. And anybody oh. with any other opinion is wrong. Sorry. That's what okay. I'm saying. Hades, Streets of Rage 4, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, there's For the else. record, anybody listening, this is now best underrated game, not best art style. Hades already won best art style. Spirit Fair. Okay, these are all great art style games, but yeah, Hades is probably the best. Well, if we're saying best underrated game, I think Hades is properly rated, so I don't even think that that's on there, personally. That's okay, just I was st- I was still talking art style. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, art style. Uh, uh, Spirit Fair is great. Uh, what else did I say? Streets of Rage Four is great. Ghost of Shim is great, but yeah, Hades is best. Okay. And the winner is Hades. Uh, best underrated game. And the nominees are Risk of Rain Two. Hades, Streets of Rage 4. Anything else Spirit that we should Fair. add in there? I think Spirit Fair. Uh, yeah. I, I think we can take Hades out because I think it's a properly rated game. I don't think it's underrated. That has already won numerous Game of the Year awards. I, yeah, I think it was underrated when it went into early access. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think... I'm trying to think of what else would be underrated. Um... Honestly, I would even say Spelunky 2. That's pretty underrated. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you think about Yakuza? Does that seem like a game that? Yeah, no, that's underrated. I would okay. even say that probably wins. Well, we'll discuss. Yeah, I guess I guess I should probably stop jumping to like what wins. Um, what else? I think those are the main ones that stick out. Carlos? Uh, I'm going to go with Hades, but I'm also thinking of uh, that Infinite Phoenix Rising game, but I haven't played it yet, so I don't want to put a vote in for it just yet. Well, we already said Hades is on MS category. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Hades. <laughs> Okay. Well, you're so welcome. You're not, so you're not voting in this category as well here. Because um, I haven't. The thing is, I haven't played any of these, so I don't want to. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I've looked at Hades just because, like, Hades the one I have I'm most familiar with. Because I was like, oh, I'm gonna pick this game up too. Like, it's on my wish list, so I don't forget about it. Yeah, you should just buy it. And if it's on sale, you should buy it. Yeah, you should have bought it. Oh, I think it's still on sale. Yeah, you got a couple more days. Yeah, dude. Like one more day. Just buy it now. It's only 20 bucks. I'm telling myself don't buy games until I finish the games I'm playing right now. My backlog is crazy. Dude, welcome to PC gaming. Because Steam ruins it all. Let's go off on a tangent. Um, Thank God for... Wow, somebody's going to be like, this guy's fucked up. But COVID has really helped me pick up this guy's fucked and up. catch up on a fucking... This guy's fucked up. No, no, okay, we can phrase that better. It's in a, in a tough year, <laughs> no, yeah. a really disastrous year. Um, some of Game. us that are more gaming inclined, I think we can say we're better prepared 
for going out less. <laughs> but it, it let me catch up on such a backlog of games that I was like, wow, like in a in a two to three week span of sitting at home, it was like I'd finish a game every week, and it was so, great. So let me so let me let me uh, sidestep this argument, this tan- whatever we just called this, and pose a new argument and that is you should buy hades now because hold on because um one it's on sale two it's going out like it's not going to be on sale very soon and three because hades is a roguelike game is it a roguelike or roguelite i can never i don't know the difference between like or light but it is one is like you keep upgrades. The other one is you don't. And then mm. there's also like other character building is in one, but character building is not in another. Like to give you an idea, I know Hades is, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I don't think that we are the judges of what is a roguelike compared to a roguelite. So back to the point, uh, because it's that sort of game, it's run based. So you just, do a run and then move on. It's not much of a continue progressing a story. There is a story there and it does continue to progress, but it's based off of runs and the Mm. amount of runs that you take. Therefore you can get it now, play a couple of runs and continue to play other games. Like I'm playing cyberpunk while I'm also playing Hades because it's it's very easy to hop in and out. So that's why you should buy it now while it's on sale because you can just hop in and out. Very well. So buy it now. Don't think, just buy. No, yeah. Um, motion to table this podcast until someone buys Hades. <laughs> okay, we shouldn't take it that far. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. But yeah, make sure to check the Steam sale before Tuesday at like 10 a.m. Yeah. And that's the other thing, because you have a PC now, you can also, like, Steam sales happen all the time. All the time. So you can just be like, oh, dude, that, there's literally a section for games under the, under $5. I apologize, my dog is going nuts. But the thing to note is, in terms of the big seasonal sales, the gap between the winter, like the winter sale right now, and then the spring or summer sale is the biggest yeah. one, because they sometimes don't have a spring one. The so point anyway. is, buy it. Um, so best underrated game. Risk of Rain 2, I think, was very different from the original. Um, it, I, I don't know what the fans of the original thought, but I'm assuming moving from 2D to 3D, people were concerned about that. I think it turned out to be great. Um, Streets of Rage 4 is... It's a sequel to Streets of Rage, like 25 years after the last one or so, um, made by like an, a fan studio, independent studio, kind of the same as um, uh, what what other game did that? I, I don't remember. Anyway, but they they made a River game. River City really, Ransom. Or, it, didn't, it was like River City Girls is like a yeah, but it was a redo of um, yeah. So anyway, it's it's a it's very faithful, but feels very new. Um, Spirit Fair, unfortunately, I haven't played it, so I can't really comment. Uh, it's fine. 
Uh, Christine's really enjoying it. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. So this is a reset on the series, um, going from a action brawler to a turn-based RPG. Um, brand new characters, brand new story. Um, I think a lot of people were nervous about this because it was such a huge change. And the main character seems, he is goofy, but he has like this really goofy hairdo, which is explained in the game. Um, so I think I was like, am I going to want to play this, this guy? Um, and the whole game is like, he's a huge fan of Dragon Quest. And they literally talk about this in the game. He's a huge fan of Dragon Quest. So he sees the world as an RPG. And then that's why it's an RPG style game. And oh, that makes that that's kind of awesome. So, I, <laughs> I I think I initially thought that could that could be pretty funny or it could go over really terribly. So, I I mean I personally was unsure of the game just because it, it is such this huge change. Um, but I was, as I'll get into it later, um, I think it it knocked it out of the park. Um, doing the soft reboot of the series. So. And then we got bug snacks added to the I, list. I just feel like it's worth talking about, but that's about it. I don't think it wins. I haven't played it. Oh, I beat it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't mind me. So what's what's up with bug snacks? It's an okay game. It's it's kind of I don't know how like in depth I'm supposed to go with this. Like, am I supposed? To, it it's a game where it's. I found it – I don't really know what to say. It's it's a game that looked like whenever it was first shown off that it was just going to be some sort of like Pokemon Snap sort of game-ish thing. And then turns out that it was like a, a, a mystery game where you were a journalist actually going to this island to solve a mystery – and there just so happened to be bug snacks on this island. So it was just kind of a, I don't know. I think that it was, I think that it was a game that came out. A lot of people looked forward to it. And then once it came out, it came out for free on, um, for the PlayStation five, if you're a PlayStation plus member. And once it did that, people kind of like lost interest in it very quickly. And yeah, but I do think it's underrated, but I don't think it wins this category. I yeah. just wanted to talk about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, I, think I think my vote... Or go ahead. Oh, no, I want to hear your vote. I think my, my vote is going to be Yakuza because I think it it took the biggest risk out of any yeah. of these games. Exactly. Like, like, and Risk of Rain 2 is second, but it's still... It, it went from 2D to 3D, but it's still like similar gameplay style. And it's the scope isn't as big. Um, but Yakuza is... I mean, it's it's a huge franchise in Japan, and it's gained a lot of a cult following in 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 mm-hmm. the West, um, especially in the last couple of years. And it's it's totally different, but I it it um it's a very valid entry in the series. Like I as well, are we going to talk about our our favorite games we played this year that are not from this year? Um, I think we can i think that we can talk about it i don't think that you can actually do an award um yeah, yeah no i think that 
hold on. I think that we can maybe take this out and put it here. Yeah, and just it, yeah, it's it's not a, a competition, but just kind of to to discuss it. Um, so I played a bunch of Yakuza Zero this year, not to spoil that category. Um, and I don't know. To me, it's it, it, it like a dragon feels like it's part of the series, and even though it's so different, it feels like it's it fits right in. So. Yeah, I I think that Risk of Rain uh, two is one of my favorite games this year. I think it was hugely under the radar. Um, I knew it was coming, but I didn't really care. And then, uh, yeah, it turned out to be I. That's still a game I go back to, and I have so much fun with that sort of genre of games um but yeah i do think that i think that whenever you said that yakuza took the biggest risk that is the defining moment for me like you're absolutely right it literally came about like the the fighting mechanic came about from just an interview or a joke of an interview that the director made where they put out the trailer and it showed turn-based uh action uh, turn-based battle mechanics and because of that like it was like a big hit and everybody was like oh my god this is gonna be so different and so cool that they actually felt like they had to do it like it just was a joke and i think that that proves that it was underrated it's it doesn't really get a lot of accolades or has not at least and i i think that that went there that's that's my vote as well. <laughs> Carlos? I don't have a say. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for joining. Right, You're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. All right, that wins. Next. Oh, well, do your thing. Oh, wait, what thing? And the winner is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and the winner is. How do you forget? Yakuza are like a dragon. All right. Are time. they gonna? Are they gonna do more like a dragons? Uh, we don't know. They said that there's another game being worked on, and people thought they were gonna announce it at this uh, Yakuza anniversary stream event thing, and they didn't. But there's a new one in development, and we don't know what it is. Nice. I'm, I heard that some people were like, do another one, do another one. All right, next up, we have the biggest disappointment um, of the year. And unfortunately, there's quite a few that we have to talk about. Um, it's, I mean, it, overall, I think it's been a great year, but uh, a couple unfortunate things happened. Um, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> what, what else do we need to say? Uh, no, I think... Okay, just continue. The Last of Us Part 2. What was disappointing about The Last of Us Part 2? Well, I feel like it was... I don't know who put that. Uh, yeah, I didn't put it. I didn't uh, put it. Okay, well, moving past it. Um, PS5 and Xbox Series X launch. Which... It, they were They were good... But I don't think there's much of a reason to be playing next gen right now. 
Um, and I'm skewed because PC Master Race, but <laughs> like, <laughs> do do we want to like dig into these? So, I mean, this, we can, I, but I think you need to get through all of the nominees and then we will go through them. Okay. Nintendo releasing limited digital games like Mario 3D All-Stars and Fire Emblem on the NES. Um, Epic going to war against Apple. Crisis Remastered. Crucible, Star Wars Squadrons, and Avengers. Oh, I forgot Avengers came out this year. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so first off, I'm going to say that The Last of Us Part 2, the disappointment part, I think, was just the overall, like the story being leaked and then the story not being like literally that story. And then the story just being what it is, was just a disappointment to people. I feel like, um, I, I don't think that that's right to judge. I don't think that you can judge a story because it's not your story. So like, I don't think that we can claim it's story to be disappointing because that's to, it's what the people, it's what, Whoever created the story is wanting that story to be. Did you guys find? I didn't find it disappointing. Did you guys? I didn't find it disappointing at all. No, I, I think initially people were expecting something way different, and they yeah. they got something that they didn't expect. Now, what I think the story that is told is is fantastic, but it just it was it, it was kind of a an odd step, right? It was unexpected. So I think yeah. I personally wasn't disappointed. I yeah, I don't I, think I it enjoyed it. Well, we get rid of that. Uh, well, I I think we can leave as a nominee, but we just won't make that. Uh, can I just say, right? I, I don't think Cyberpunk. Shut up. Was and you and I've been saying we were going to talk about this, and I've been waiting for you to talk to me about it. Right? Cyberpunk to me is a masterpiece. I think no, I'm not going to say it's a masterpiece and the greatest game of an era and all this other shit, right? But I think we as gamers are so spoiled and expected something out of cyberpunk that we weren't going to get, right? I and, I disagree. Go ahead. I think that I get what you're saying that it was so hyped up and now we are it like it literally just was thrown off a cliff and now whatever. But I get what you're saying. I think that the incredible amount of hype behind it was CD Projekt Red's fault. Yeah. And because of that, I am deeming it as a disappointment. It wasn't that I thought or that anybody said that it was going to be – like there were people saying like, oh my god, they we played the, the demo and it was so good. It was so out there and stuff like that. CD Projekt Red literally said – the choices you make are going to be so different from any game you've ever played. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. The, the right. choices that you make resemble what Bethesda did in Skyrim. Like you can change the stories have had multiple endings for, for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. Castlevania on the NES had different endings depending on how you played. So I don't think that it was anything. I, I don't think that they changed the game or change video games like they claimed they were going to do. I don't think that they... And I feel like all this stuff was just them hyping it up, continually hyping it up over... Why did you have the Night City Wire? Like, why did we need to have all of that for you to do a deep dive into new things? 
nobody needed to know what a brain dance was until the game came out. There was no reason to do this. And it was just them feeding into adding more hype to a game that wasn't ready to launch. So their marketing was bad. No, I, I, I don't think that the Night City Wire was their marketing. I mean, I... Yeah, it is. I... If they're telling I, you what aspect of the game is previous to launch, I, then it's it's a form of marketing. No, and okay. I, I, I agree that it was a form of marketing. Like, the Night City Wire was a form of marketing, but I also feel like the Night City Wire was not brought about for marketing purposes. I feel like it was just there to tell people more about the... I feel like Night City Wire came about because there was not going to be an E3. I don't think it had anything to do with promoting the game to be sell more. Mm-hmm. What? That's, I, isn't That's like the... If you inform people of what the game is, isn't that I, the intent to make them want to buy it? I mean, I yes. I, isn't all of I, E3 just marketing? I mean, yes. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like the Night City Wire was like, I don't know. But in my mind, like, I don't really consider the, I don't, I don't consider uh, the Nintendo Directs to be marketing. I consider those to be more of just announcements. And so Night City Wire was like it was supposed to be informative and explain what the game was because at that point we didn't really see in depth of the game and I think it failed to really make these mundane things seem interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I I would agree with that. I I think that. I guess really what I'm trying to say is that did we need to have what wasn't there like five Night City Wires or something like that? Around one, that, yeah. One but, of them literally just talking about the music, like. But if if that's part of their, I still think of that as a marketing ploy, where they're just like, we're gonna give fine. you, we're we're gonna give you this little taste of the game to get you more excited, right? Because you may have been curious about it, and whoever it is you go get your gaming news from isn't talking about us. We're like. We'll focus an episode on it to get somebody hyped up for it and stuff. I just, my argument is, I think we were expecting like a game changing game, right? And it wasn't. It's so you know, there's said there's themselves. so many levels to it though. Yeah, and my so, so go ahead. The Night City wires, I don't think those were necessarily the issue. I think initial descriptions of the game were like this is it's going to be huge you can do whatever you want your choices matter mm-hmm. all these high level descriptions of it um and then they had that one e3 where they had that behind closed door demo and mm-hmm. cd project red made that hyped up and all the journalists at the time also were like oh this is incredible it looks amazing unbelievable so that helped with it kind of validating what they were saying that this is going to change the game now the other thing is there's just CD Projekt Red's reputation. They did mm-hmm. such a great job with The Witcher 3. It's a huge game. It it felt way more complete than like other like huge fantasy RPGs and more more uh, like not glitchy. Um, they had huge expansions. They put it out on all these different platforms. Had all these updates for the fans. So they like for me, I I am always like taking what companies are saying in video games with a grain of salt because been let down so much. Yeah. Uh, and I think we didn't do it with Cyberpunk. We were like, oh, you guys are telling me you're going to give me a steak? Hell yeah, I'm going for that steak. And then you get it, and it's like, you know, like the corner fat part of a piece of steak. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, you guys promised 
and and I think we were just so drinking their Kool-Aid and, and believing the hype that then when it came out, we just, oh, you guys fed me this? I don't like that. But, I mean, they the thing is they delivered with The Witcher 3. Therefore, people are, are going to they're going to believe more that they can deliver again rather than so, some random company saying we're going to do this huge thing. You're like, OK, prove it. They had and, proved and, it before and, and, and we believe they could again. And that's on them. But I think they didn't when The Witcher 3 launched. Wasn't it just as glitchy and over like a six no. month period? I mean, it was glitchy, but not like this. This is yeah. on a whole nother level of glitch. I mean, I've seen like. I, I saw like a video of someone playing on like a basic Xbox One, and the graphics. I was like, wow! Like I could, I would have returned a game I, like that too. It's been just as bad. Yeah, if, I mean, you've seen like where vehicles will just—I don't know. I, I, I mean, I've, I've played. I don't think Cyberpunk wins this game. Wins this category personally. I, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I've seen stuff where I'm driving and my character shows up as a T or like I walked into a bar and there's a character in the corner just supposed to be sitting down drinking and she's just standing there like a T, you know, and I'm like, you, I can't find a game that throughout the entire playthrough, it was perfect. There's no such thing, right? If you look hard enough, if you look hard enough in whatever game it is, you're going to say that you're going to disagree about. You can find something that you're like, what the hell? Like, this shouldn't be here. This is imperfect, right? No, I, I will say that I don't think that there's any game that's perfect, and that's just the nature of it, which is fine. But there's games where people play them and don't experience much, if any. Yeah. This is universal. Everybody has something. Mm-hmm. I literally – my character did not have clothes on, and because it's in first person and first person only, I didn't realize it until about – two hours into the game i was just walking around with my junk hanging out and for the record i fought like i did the boxing thing with three different people i was just boxing nude with my junk hanging out nobody wants to do that there you go that's probably did you win them yeah but i didn't notice why it's just funny because i didn't notice that i didn't have any clothes on until i went to the inventory and it showed my character I was like, oh, well. <laughs> so I, I think there's two different sides to this coin. So on PC, like Cyberpunk, it's it's you need a chunky PC. It's it's difficult to run, but it it with with the right hardware, it runs fine. Yeah. Um. There's I think there's some optimization that needs to be done because it like my frame rate wildly varies from like 70 to 100 or whatever, but it runs fine. There's but there's a lot of non-game breaking things the t posing your like your clothes disappearing hair disappearing right um things like that like i th- i think i i was in the middle of a mission and i think the mission ended halfway through um, uh greg miller can't platinum the game because literally one of the missions that he has to play i mean that he has to finish to platinum the game won't actually load i did hear that yeah so it's like it's 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 a great game. I, I think it is a great game underneath a bunch of annoying issues on PC. Yes. And, and I think – sorry. Go you ahead. You may experience things that just make it annoying or you may experience things that are, are very frustrating and block your progress. Console is a different story. So on all last-gen consoles, even the enhanced ones, um, you're you're always below 20 frames – or below 30 frames a second. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, 
I mean, people that don't care about frame rate are calling it unplayable, like Greg Miller. And then if you play on next gen, it's a solid 30, so that's good. But the graphics take a huge downgrade. The problem is, not only did they hype the game up so much, they said like a year ago, oh, it's fully playable, we're just optimizing, and it'll come out soon. Then they delayed and delayed and delayed. Exactly. And said, it's, yeah. oh, it's actually remarkably playable. But still, the, the last gen consoles where the majority of the sales are going to be, I think. I mean, PC players came out in, in huge droves, and it sold extremely well on PC. Not many people have next-gen consoles right now, so the, the big majority is going to be last-gen consoles. That's the people buying the game, and it's in a terrible state there, and there's really probably not much they can do to fix it because it's just really old hardware. Like, even the, the PS4 Pro, Xbox One X, they have great GPUs, but they still have slow CPUs, and that's what's holding that and a lot of other games back. So they didn't show the console version. They didn't send the console version out for review. Just purposely hid this. And it's the most, yeah. the the biggest selling version of the game, consoles as a whole versus PC. Um, they skip certification steps. To me, all that on the console side is is a huge, huge misfire. And they, they really dick that up. On the PC side, if, if the PC version was the only version and it was just, it's a great game with a ton of, glitches and bugs that's a different story but everything else like hiding how bad the console version ran mm -hmm. yeah that to me makes it a much a bigger disappointment i think it's a huge disappointment i just don't think it wins but yeah that that's my other issue is that like they did so much to try to hide it they even made it i've never heard of another company saying hey you can't show scenes of the actual gameplay in your review you can only use the scenes that we have yeah that's messed yeah. up like that's 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 ridiculous and that's which makes why... me feel like they knew oh know, no 100 percent. that's why yeah i am so like i support 100 percent this lawsuit that is coming against it because there's so many people that are being affected by this and they were so like steered in the wrong direction i don't know it's it's a big it's a big issue and i and that was my other thing i've been saying for a while that i don't i'm not a fan of just everybody writing off issues because it's cd project red like it, you made a great game but that doesn't mean that you should just have all of the you should just be giving every single pass you can because you made it you made the witcher 3 once like mm -hmm. Bethesda had that cred where like they would put out a game that was buggy and and have all these issues and stuff like that. But that was because they made one of the biggest games and best games ever made in Skyrim and even before that Oblivion and even before that uh, Morrowind. Like they hate on multiple fronts for multiple games and it wasn't until Fallout 76 that people started saying, okay, you need to fix your stuff now. There's a, you've gotten a pass for way too long. Yeah. You need to fix your stuff now. So it's – and I don't think that it's right that we just are like, oh, yeah, Cyberpunk, you're in this – you get all these passes because you made this game once and give it, put them on the same pedestal as Bethesda whenever – like Microsoft's Bethesda, might I add. But, uh, yeah, I personally think that Crucible wins this category. Really? Just because I think it's so crazy. Like, the game, I don't think it was a disappointment. Okay, well, I guess I go against myself. 
I, I don't know. Yeah, what I are you saying? But Crucible is just funny to me because it launched and then nobody played it. And then instead of like just biting the bullet and being like, yeah, we, our game sucks, they just go, nope, nope, never mind. We're going to unrelease this game again and we're going to fix it. And like, I don't know. That and the fact of like, it's Crucible is an Amazon game. Amazon is one of the biggest companies in the entire world and they put out this. Like, well, the thing is, they're trying to get into gaming, and they don't know how to do it right. Right. I mean, exactly. And I think that that's, I don't know, I just think that's funny. Okay, maybe it is Cyberpunk. Well, okay, let's let's talk about some other things, though. Um, The console launches, I don't think that they were disappointing, but more just underwhelming. Both boxes are great. Go go ahead. Well, I was going to say that I think that they fall into the 2020 category. Like, if we did not have the pandemic, it would not be this bad. And it's hard to fault that. Yeah. um, Because, like, (laughs) Microsoft... And, yeah, I agree. Because Microsoft really doesn't have any exclusives, but they have Game Pass. And to me, overall, the hardware on the Series X is better because you can expand the storage. Um, and that's really the key thing. The PS5 is is another. It's it's a great console. The menus are a little bit weird of how they change the menus, which it's annoying, but it's not the worst thing in the world. The fact that you can't expand storage for PS5 games, I think, is going to be huge, and they really got to fix that because um, everybody's storage is full right now. Right. And it just came out, and there's not that many games. Um, but uh, I'm, both consoles I'm... run super fast. Very quick, low times. Um, they both do back compat with the last gen. Great. I was very worried about the PS5, but it it does back compat with last gen just as good as Xbox. And what's funny is I think the Xbox Series X actually loads some games faster because PS5 CPU isn't fast enough to keep up with its crazy storage speed. And then the PS5 is graphically running games better, I think because series x has a better gpu but again is just uh um held up by the the cpu somehow so that so it's funny is each console is doing the other thing better that they claimed which i think is kind of hilarious but (laughs) they're they're both fine boxes it's just and it's it's great to use them i enjoy using them but there's really not a huge need to buy one right now yeah all right yeah especially not if you have a pc PC Master Race. Yeah, because it, it's it's convenient. Well, here's where I think the the convenience argument is falling apart because now we're starting to get into glitchy enough stuff on consoles where it's getting annoying. Um, yeah. And and it's approaching the PC level of annoyance because so on on console I can run so many games at a locked sixty. Uh, PC I can run games with better features and higher frame rates right but the argument is oh console you don't have to think about things but actually now like people's ps5s are getting bricked and um like our we're, we're having issues with like the network connection on our ps5 and um just games are a lot glitchier because i think they rushed to get them out to launch mm-hmm. so anyway I, that's that's that so then what do you think well okay uh, Carlos, what's your argument on Star Wars and Avengers? 
Do you think that they win this or? Uh, so kind of your argument where Cyberpunk was overhyping their game. Um, I think they did that with Marvel Avengers where they just, you could do this and you could do that. And they'd give you this incredible gameplay and you'd get this game. And it was like that first week or so before they put out like that first update, the game was just chonky and it was just annoying to play. But then, like, as you beat, once you beat the main stories, like, what do I do with this game? And I feel like if they added, I don't know, they when they first announced that game, it was like, you could be a hero. What I took from it was kind of that DC Universe Online thing where you'd make your own character and you'd fall into their world. <laughs> That's how I understood the game. And I got the game. I was like, damn, I can't even, I you literally give me four options of heroes and who do I want to go out with and stuff like that. And who do I want to control the whole time? And then there are different aspects on it, right? So I kind of that, but then squadrons, man. Like I'm a big Ace Combat guy. I love Ace Combat. And the moment that I got that game and it said you cannot play in third person, it just like again we talk about formulas for games, right? Like for, first person shooters have a formula. Now imagine you pop in a Call of Duty or whatever challenging game that's trying to challenge the mold of it. And rather than shooting with the right trigger, the game says, nah, man, we're going to shoot with X. You're going to be like, what the hell? Like, and then Mm -hmm. there's no way to change it. Or even if you do, it just throws off the whole, the whole controller scheme. And that's where squadrons kind of failed me where it was like, yeah, you could do all this stuff and take all this control. Oh, by the way, you're stuck inside. And we also changed the flying controls from what normal people play and what people on the battlefront system play. So that's why I had those I added those two as the big disappointments in my opinion for the year. Do they do they beat? Like are they your winners or is one of them your winner? You can only pick one. I'm going to go with Avengers, man. I think they could have done so much more with that game that they didn't take advantage of. <clears throat> yeah, so okay, I just I, want I just want or go ahead, Dakota. No, go ahead. I just want to elaborate two more quickly, which I are ones that hit home for me, but I don't think that they are the winners of the category. So Crisis Remastered came out this year. Um, the original Crisis is a game that it, it is not optimized for multi-CPU builds. It hits one CPU core extremely hard and does not utilize more than one, essentially. So it's a game that hasn't scaled with time. Um, it's still, you, you could run it great, but it doesn't, like stay stable and it doesn't hit as high of a frame rate as you'd think. Like uh, I can play rainbow six siege or not rainbow six siege, rainbow six Vegas at like 300 frames a second. And then crisis is still like 75. Yeah. So it, it did not scale well with hardware. They're bringing out remaster. They're like, Oh, we're going to add eight K textures. We're going to add ray tracing, all this stuff. And they, they didn't specifically promise the exact CPU fix, but they said they'd make it better optimized. And what turns out is they use the exact same code and it had the exact same problem with CPU where it pings a single core and barely uses anything else and is very difficult to hit um, a high stable frame rate. And then on consoles, and I think every version of the game was super glitchy as well. Um, I believe they said like the Xbox one version was unplayable at launch. They have had updates so I think it's basically fine. They claim there's going to be a big 2.0 update where they redid the CPU thing, but 
Um, it's a game that, like, it's it was built for, like, games for Windows Live, I think. So to play it on Steam, you have to go through some some little hacks to get it to run. And even then, it doesn't run super well. So I was like, oh, I can't wait for a version of this game that is easy to, to launch and runs well. And that is not what we got. And then Nintendo started doing this stupid, dumb thing this year where they put out a game. Even digitally, <laughs> it goes off the store at a certain amount of time. This is the stupidest thing I've heard of ever. So they have Mario 3D All-Stars. I've been waiting years to play Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine on modern hardware. They finally give it to us. It's amazing. Um, there's some performance things that like Mario 64 should be in 1080p and the game should run at 60 frames. But anyway, the collection is there. It's awesome. Oh, wait, you only have until March to buy it. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Like, these are three of the best games of all time. Make them available for everybody forever. Like, what in the F? Same with Fire Emblem um, 1 and 2. These got uh, translated for the 30th anniversary. So these have never been... Like, the NES versions have never been in English. I think there's these were remade for the DS or whatever. Original versions, 6 bucks, translated to English, 30 years later. Oh, wait, you only have three months to buy them. Like, I mean, dumbest thing of my life. I I think it's actually kind of awesome. Uh, I disagree with you saying, oh, hey, you can only play these for three months. You can play them forever if you have the game. I bought the game. No, yeah, but you have to – right, you can yeah, still you, play the game, but you have to get the game within right, this time and, period. Right. I also – I think that it's kind of cool just because it's different. I realize, though, that it really sucks. Like, it really sucks, especially with, like, everybody going through a pandemic and everything else. Like, some people just don't have the money to buy it in three months. Like, that's just the way that it works. But it – at the same time, I like, I think it's a cool and interesting idea. I also don't think that it's going to happen. I think that – I think that they'll take, they'll be like, oh, hey, we're taking off the shelves and we're not going to make any more in, in March or whatever it is. Is it March or May? It's March, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that, like, I, I see them saying that and I see them, like, taking, quote unquote, like, taking it off. But I think that it'll come back. I think the bigger disappointment in it is no Galaxy 2 in the 3D All-Stars, at least. Like that's, yeah, that is a problem. Like, what the hell? That and you didn't add anything to any of the games? Like, what the hell? It's just... I don't know. That that part is frustrating to me. But, of course, me being the Nintendo fanboy, I'm like, I gotta buy all this shit. And... God dang it, so I bought all that shit. Um, But I I understand, like, it's, stu- it's super annoying, but I think that it's a little different and i'm still debating on whether they actually follow through with the not offering it after march because i could totally see him being like hey this is only here till march and then everybody's like oh shit we got all got to go out and buy this before march before it goes away and then whenever march comes around they're like so we had to change the thought you can now buy it whenever and then people are like well i rushed out and bought this for no reason but now everybody else can buy it you know what i mean like it's it's like a false rush where they're they're claiming that there's not enough be or it won't be available for a while and then it is later right um but yeah but at the same time like i think that it makes my copy go up in price and value so i'm fine with it um 
Yeah, I don't think that the Epic going to war with Apple is that crazy. Like, it... <sighs> Both of them just need to figure their shit out. But I don't think yeah. it's a disappointment. Like, I don't... I just don't care, really. It's over Fortnite, so... For the most part, so who cares? Um, Apple has a monopoly with the App Store, but honestly, like, that's not their fault. So whatever. And Epic is just trying to undermine all these, like, the way that things have been done forever. They just want to switch it up. And I don't even think that they want to switch it up to help consumers, like, or to help anybody. Like, I feel like they're more raising a ruckus just to, like, no publicity is bad publicity sort of a thing. Where, like, even if they're doing something that's just out of the normal, it's still, like you're just getting your name out there for the sake of getting your name out there. I think that it's awesome that they are like, oh, hey, if you want to support developers, we're giving them, we only take like, what is it, like 7% of profits compared to like Steam's 12 or something like that. I get that. But I mean, if you really want to make a splash and you really want to do something about it, you'll be like 2% because 2% of any sort of revenue is enough for your store. But whatever. Whatever you have Fortnite, at least. So, whatever. I think that may be Cyberpunk, and I really didn't want it to be. Uh, yeah, so... I don't... I think think Avengers could potentially be it. I I feel like it wasn't... It's... (laughs) God dang it. I feel like Avengers wasn't hyped up enough for me to say it's it's Avengers. That's my thing. I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't care. So yeah, I think it, it pretty much comes down to Cyberpunk and Avengers. And uh, yeah. I mean, does, it, does this basically fall on me now? Um, I mean, unless Carlos wants to change his, but yeah, basically it's the way everything's going to be. Uh, so have fun. Uh, I, I probably got to say cyberpunk just with everything, everything that's gone on with it. And there's, there's Avengers. I, everyone was skeptical if it was going to be good or not. And it was disappointing. Cyberpunk came from a highly reputable studio that came out with one of the best games of the generation. So that's, I think you're going that's a bigger drop, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they hype themselves up. So, well, in the interest of time, let's just call it cyberpunk and move on. Okay. Done. I'm fine with that. Um, best indie game. And the nom. Oh, wait. And the winner is. Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Best indie game, and the winner is wait, wait, Cyberpunk. That was for, the, for, for, that was for our last category. Okay, now. Best indie. No, and Best Disappointment, the winner is Cyberpunk 2077. Best indie. And the nominees are... There you go. Hades. Carrion. Spiritfarer. Tell Me Why. Which actually was Tell Me Why published by an indie publisher... Or was it published by Microsoft? Anyway, I think it was well, published by Microsoft, and then but it was developed by an indie. Okay, and then Fall Guys, and Among Us, 
And actually, Among Us came out in 2018, so. Yeah, I don't count that. I'm looking up Tell Me Why. So, Carrion, I haven't played. Spirit Fair, I haven't played. Tell Me Why, I haven't played. Among Us wasn't from this year. Um, so, published by Xbox Game Studios. Tell me why. So, so sort I mean, of not indie. Well, I mean, it was developed by an indie, so I'm fine with it. I don't think it wins, but I'm fine with it. I also never didn't play it, so there's that. Um, I well. Carlos, yeah, let's hear what, what, what you say first. Carlos, did you play any of these? No, I have not. But he's going to because he just bought Hades. Yeah. So I. So I if if I had to put in a vote, it's gonna go with Hades just because I know I'm gonna end up playing it. I th- I think we gotta pick that one by default because it might be the only one that's like really I mean, counts. I, and, I played Fall Guys, I played Spirit Fair, I played Carry On, and I played Hades. And what is your vote? <laughs> You've got vote, the most experience. I, I'm going to say Hades. I think that Super Giant Games is like... It, Super Giant Games is like a, a powerhouse whenever it comes to indie. Like Pyre, Transistor, um, what was the other one that I'm missing... Bastion. Bastion, and now Hades. Like, it's... And that game, in my mind, it didn't come out of nowhere, but I really didn't care about it whenever it was in early access. And now it's like... I guess we could also put it in there... um, Ooh. Shit. Phasmagoria? Oh, yeah. I I would almost say that that... I would almost say that that one's... I didn't play it, but I watched enough streams to understand, like... But it it is super impressive what it has... Uh, that may win. God dang it. In my mind. Just because it does so much, and it was one person. And the yeah. game doesn't look bad. Like, it pretty good graphics for one person it has a crazy audio thing going on because like it has in-game voice and the in-game voice you have to use it because if people walk away then like you stop hearing them like it has um i forgot what it's called but it in the like it senses who's around you for you to be able to hear them and if they're not close then you have to use uh the walkie-talkie that's in the game and stuff and then um and it just does a lot of stuff with the audio, and it's a really cool idea. Um, the game itself is actually pretty good. It, like, there's 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 a lot of jank to it, but it's, like, good jank. Um, I don't know. I think that game is super impressive since it's from only one guy. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't really know anything about that game. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say that that may be it, honestly, just because it's one guy. Hades Hades and Supergiant are powerhouses, and they're getting to the point where I almost may say that they are not an indie studio. I understand, like, the, I feel like the definition of an indie studio is very broad. It's just like a, 
what defines an indie studio is very is it, like we don't have it nailed down this defines an indie studio um and their stuff always sells sells really well they always put out great work they always look fantastic they always play fantastic god dang it are you guys set on did i convince you at all with phasma phasmagoria phasmophobia phasma whatever it is i i don't know what that game is are you kidding me (laughs) i mean okay it depends on how we want to look at this category um one person making a game is very independent um and that game definitely had a big impact yeah Uh, super giant is definitely an indie studio in terms of size like they don't have that many people and they the scope of the games they make is definitely fits into your typical indie game. I don't think that they're moving to AAA or whatever. How um, many how many people are at Supergiant compared to how many people are at CD Projekt? Well, let's take a look. Because CD Projekt, no I know. Has, oh, I, I bet you it's close. I bet you that is closer in number than CD Projekt to Sony Santa Monica. Supergiant has 20 employees. 20? Okay, how many? I, I think that the last time I looked, CE Project was like less than 100. Watch it be like 500. Uh, I'm trying to find the number. Uh, 1,111. What? Okay, yeah. I guess it got big. <laughs> I know that they added a lot of people, but I didn't think that many. Okay, it's all shit. Uh, I take that back then. Um, okay, fine. Then just do Hades. Sony Santa Monica's two hundred. Two hundred? Really? Yeah. Did you do CD Project or CD Project Red? It was CD Project Red, but I, is there a difference? Yeah, one's like an actual like. One just a part of the studio. Like CD Projekt Red is just part of the studio. CD Projekt is like the bigger overall studio. Like CD Projekt is the one that runs GOG, and CD Projekt Red actually does their games. But it doesn't matter. There's a lot. It doesn't matter. I it's, didn't it's at least that. a few hundred. I can't believe that. That's crazy. Because whenever they were doing The Witcher, it was like eight, and by no, eight I wasn't. mean like it was like it wasn't it wasn't multiple hunt like okay. I a thought game that of that were, size is definitely multiple hundreds. No, The Witcher one was not that big. Like they they were not that big whenever they did The Witcher one. Yeah, and it was fifteen years ago. I mean, yeah, I guess that's valid. Okay, okay just so give it to Hades for the sake of time. Give it Hades. Yep. With an asterisk, uh, Phasmophoria is... However the hell you say it. It's pretty darn good, too. It's good for one guy. You can also play basketball. Okay. Best Indie. And the winner is Hades. Best Indie developed by less than 10 people. And the winner (laughs) is Phasmagorbia. Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. I'm trying to play say the name different every time. Yeah, 
I mean, nobody actually knows how to say the game, say the name. So, moving on. Okay, now we're on to best multiplayer, and the nominees are Risk of Rain 2, Spelunky 2, Fall Guys, Among Us, which didn't come out this year, and Call of Duty Warzone. I mean, well, are we in consensus that Among Us doesn't count? Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think so. I hate to tell them that. It was a group of three people. They're super nice, super rewarding for it, but we can't say you can't say that this is games from 2020 and count games from 2018. Just because you made a big this year does not mean that you get a pass. Sorry. Yep. So my suggestion to replace it is Valorant. Okay, it's not going to win, so that's fine. So, I don't think I ever played Splunky 2 multiplayer because yeah. it got delayed on PC. Exactly. I don't Unfortunately. Think it, I don't even know who put it on here because it, it was either you or I because there's no way Carlos did. It was so. probably me. I think I just saw that they did, they're they doing a multiplayer beta, so it's still not even officially yeah. out. But Yeah. Um, I think that it is Warzone. Warzone has held my attention all year i always jump in i've played it with both of you guys we've tried to play it together but somebody is always missing carlos um we always try to get a squad together but you know somebody's never available carlos um somebody doesn't have discord on their phone carlos anyway uh (laughs) thanks i was just gonna let him keep going (laughs) <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like, wow, I just called me out. Uh, I think that, yeah, I think Warzone did a fantastic job. It, I did not care at all, but I'm a sucker for Battle Royales, as bad as that is to say. Um, Risk of Rain 2 gets a gets a asterisk, though, because that's it's a great multiplayer game. Give it a gold star. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll just do asterisks for phasma, Phasmophibio, and uh, Risk of Rain gets a gold star. Yep. Each category gets its own designation. So, like, Fall Guys had a, this huge impact, but I think it fell off real quick. Um, I think Valorant, it, people were skeptical if it would really take off, because we see so many new shooters try to do the like hero shooter style and they put that in battle royale or they put it in a normal style shooter or whatever but um i think this is the really the only one since overwatch i want to say that has actually stuck around mm-hmm. um and it seems to like be be competitive or i mean the competitive player scene is is sticking to it i think it in some ways has improved on like csgo because csgo is just built on an old engine it's been around for a while and um i think the team made conscious efforts to improve on things with this game um to compete with csgo mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of good things going on there uh, but i think my vote is also war zoned uh, carlos what, what do you think winner by unanimous decision really? um yeah, so you guys have tried to get me into PUBG and other battle royales, and I'm like, I don't care. 
right? And Warzone is, again, if I'm home and I'm available, you guys are like, yo, we're going to play, you know, like. And you never Dakota, jump off. Dakota's hit me up like, hey, we playing today? And it's like, what are we going to play? And it used to be that I'd be like, yo, let's go play this this other game. Let's go play uh, Red Dead. It. Let's go play MLB. Right? <laughs> it's literally 24-7. And, it's and always he, baseball. And when always he turns, baseball. When he turns and says, let's play uh, let's play Warzone, I, I have no hesitation. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll jump back into that game. And even when I've played it on my own a few times, I'm like, yeah. And, and I've here. always enjoyed the Call of Duty mechanics when it comes to first-person shooter. And I'm so weird because I'll pick it up and then put it down. And Warzone is one of those that, you know, like I was messaging you the other day, like, hey, are you picking up Black Ops? Because I'm considering picking up a Call of Duty game after so long of not playing one. Um, yeah, I can't so. agree with my graphics card, so yeah, I already have it. It's on my list. So yeah, pick it up is my point. We, Luke and I have been playing the multiplayer on Black Ops, like, almost like it's going out of style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so. good. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's not... I personally think that the mechanics are not as solid as Warzone. Just my personal opinion, I like being able to put the game... and put the the gun on like to mount the gun i guess that's not a thing in uh the multiplayer um there's a couple of other things like i don't like that they had um i don't like that there's nuketown 24 7 like i want i want more of a variety but it's so hard to get into those um but you know whatever i won't we won't get into that discussion right now so yeah i think Warzone it just it, it really took Battle Royale to the next level because PUBG just has a jank to it. Yeah. And and it's just not yeah. as intuitive. <laughs> and Fortnite has building. <laughs> Fortnite has building. I think Ape, I really haven't put much time into Apex, but I think Apex does a really good job. But it's it's what you you have to be 3v3 and it's a little bit smaller scope, isn't it? So Yeah, and I think, too, that I don't think it qualifies for this because I think they came out last year. Just saying. I, I I'm not saying, yeah, I'm just meaning like we can't count that this year, but yeah. Yeah, just just talking about like the battle royale history, like I think mm-hmm. Warzone just really it is the most intuitive, and it, I I don't want to say it's it's easy to get into and it's approachable like it's casual, but it just it does it the, that base battle royale I think it does it the best. I think it almost is casual, honestly, just because like. <laughs> You know what you have to do. There's no... And I, there's I just no, don't want it to sound like a negative. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. I think that... I think in this case, it's a positive. I get what you mean by it sounding like a negative, but I think in this case, it's a positive just because it. you get in, you know exactly what you need to do. You know what... You know how things work, I guess, for lack of a better uh, word for it. But um, I do want to give a shout out to Fall Guys for switching it up. Like that's, I wasn't interested in it, but it is it is a cool idea to think of battle royale in multiple mini games. Mm-hmm. Like that's I nobody else has thought of that, or at least not that I know of. But yeah, that's it's a war zone. Yeah. Okay, uh, 
running out of time here, so Last we'll, finish, we'll finish off this episode, part one, with best game of the year, not of this year. So basically, what games have we been playing this year that um, are not from 2020? Well, Martinez, since you put that, uh, since you put something on there already, would you like to go first? Absolutely. The greatest game of the decade. Grand Theft Auto. Ding, 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 ding. You hit Five. another catastrophe. <laughs> um, I have Martinez. Sorry, Carlos. Gloves. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, put. Well, talks about either Red Dead 2 or Grand Theft Auto 5. So, Red Dead... I feel like you almost should not be able to pick that, just because that's not even a game from last generation now. So it's the, a game from two generations ago. But the crazy thing is... But look at that, right? It's a game from two generations ago, and they put an update out last month with a bunch of mission stuff. Is that a good thing? It is, because it shows how much Rockstar is invested in that game, and they still bring buckets of fucking cash to the bank, because people still go and pick up the game, or they go and buy the shark cards, or they still grind in it, like, and then now I play it on the PC, and, like, the PC fucking world of Grand Theft Auto, and, and what they do to those games, and the streamers, and stuff like that, like, I discovered a whole plethora of people who they connect their they they modded the game where there's like police missions in it and they respond to calls and then there's a whole like world of people that live live stream that and do the whole well I'm gonna drive around do traffic stops whatever cool right but like you like you said two generations ago and there's like oh by the way we're gonna put it on the next gen consoles as well like I you don't know. know if, but I don't know if we should support this. We should force them to make another one rather than just which, reliving the same one over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Which obviously we've heard that the rumors that they are and all that. And Rockstar, I don't know how they do it, but they're so tight-lipped about stuff, which is fantastic in its own sense. But it, it's like, man, that game is just, and I love Red Dead, right? But Red Dead has just, just, Online for me is just this slow kind of vibe for it. Um, I think that's and, just by nature of the game, personally. Right, and and it's and I enjoy it, but at the same time, there's that part of me is like, ah, you know, let me just go ahead and jump in. And I I play Red Dead just as much as I play GTA Online. Um, I love going and hopping in on that, and like my brothers played a lot too, and we'll posse up and ride around and all that and do heists and everything. Um, yeah, so that's my vote. Well, it's not a vote. That's just yours. But yeah, that. Uh, Luke, would you like to go next? Yeah, so I got a few I want to talk about um, just to touch on. Um, unfortunately, or for, it doesn't really matter, fortunately or unfortunately, but I think I spent a lot of my time this year actually playing older games versus just keeping up with... Uh, newer games just to try to work through the backlog so um quick shout out to doom 2016 i'll dig into that more when we talk about doom eternal but uh, doom 2016 i tried to play it when it came out i just couldn't grasp my head around the like the rock paper scissors 
like strategy of getting ammo, health, armor, whatever. But once that finally clicked, um, I fell in love with the game. I've been playing a bunch of Yakuza Zero, which again I'll, I'll compare that more to Like a Dragon, but it's a very very good game. Um, and I mean I've I think I'm almost done with Zero, like 75%. But then I've got another five games to catch up on in the main series, plus the side game. So um, that's gonna take forever. But Zero is great. Uh, I I finished the entire Half-Life 2 series this year. So I, I had tried to play Half-Life 2 multiple times on a crappy old PC with all settings turned down. I played it on, like, Xbox 360 and PS3, I want to say. Just tried to start it and got, like, 30 40% through. Um, so this summer I played Half-Life 2, both the episodes, and actually Portal 2 as well. Um, Half-Life 2 is an amazing game. It still holds up. Um, that's one of my favorite games of all time, honestly. Uh, played a ton of the Modern Warfare multiplayer. So I this is a po- Luke Luke. What? This says best game. Oh, okay, well, game. I'm almost done. <laughs> Modern Warfare multiplayer got me back into Call of Duty. I'd fallen off for a few years. Uh, the Modern Warfare multiplayer is great, and even Infinity War they kind of had a few misses. But um, I I played Modern Warfare multiplayer more than Warzone, but that Modern Warfare came out in 2019. Um. So that took up a ton of my time this year. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, amazing game. Already talked about it. Um, Origins Odyssey and Elba Hall have kind of like really, really um, changed my mind on the Assassin's Creed series. Although Valhalla is a little disappointing, but still good. Um, but overall, my number one best game I played this year from another year is Overwatch. Um, that's another one I tried to play back in the day. Didn't really get it. Um, but then once I put some time into learning the different heroes and the different support styles and playing on mouse and keyboard and playing at 240 frames a second and playing with uh, my partner and her siblings and friends and things like that, um, it's, 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 I think it's a perfect shooter. It's just It lets you play so many different styles. Um, you don't have to be a straight shooter, but like a damage person, DPS person, but with going to mouse and keyboard, I'm getting better and better at that. But I mean, I like, I mainly play shield and, and healing. So you, people of different skill sets can, can still succeed in a shooter game. And, um, I know I've jumped in at the end of the life cycle of overwatch one. So they don't, they're not introducing new heroes and stuff, but they have a bunch of skins. So like the collector in me wants to get all the skins and things like that. But it's, it's, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just I think it's just a perfect competition, and you have to have the right team composition. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's a game that kind of changed my mind on shooters. Like I I have been a fan of shooters for forever, but I felt like I've never I've never really been good at them. And then moving to PC and then getting in, more involved with Overwatch and Call of Duty, it's it's really changed my perspective on shooters. Okay. Uh, so I also, uh, I also tried to play, um, well, I didn't try, I succeeded, but I was playing, um, Half-Life and I'm, well, Half-Life 2, I tried to play Half-Life, that didn't work out, um, game broke, it's a problem, but whatever, maybe we'll give it another shot, but, um, played Half-Life 2, great, I feel like it's, the my issue with it was it um 
it valved way too long. Uh, yeah, I use their name as a verb. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like they j- there's a lot of like, uh, how can I explain this? I remember being like towards the end of the game, just being like, come on, just end, just end, just end. I'm ready. Like I'm done. I'm trying to, I'm sick of trying to find things to get through here. Like going up to the top of the Citadel at one point, like there was a part where I was like, I should have made it already. You're just trying to span out the game just to make it a little bit longer. And I, I, I hate whenever games do that. Then the reason why I say valve, valve, they, yeah, valved at the end of the game is because I had the same issue with Portal 2, where it was just like at some point these are you're just expanding all these puzzles just to be just to expand the game just a little bit farther. Whenever you could have just ended it, it's not adding any more value to the game. Um, and it's not like some people like that. It's just not, I'm just not a fan of that. Um, I'd rather you end it rather than yeah. Um, but so Half-Life 2, I'm trying to play through all of the Half-Life series, but I got sidetracked. But the what else did I play this year? It doesn't matter. So the game that I play that's the best game of not of this year uh, is Sekiro. I am slowly but surely getting to the end of that game, um, following along. I only have I'm I'm a little bit more than three fourths of the way through, which I feel like is a valiant effort. Um, but yeah, that's I will say that it sucks that I switched to the PlayStation Five because I don't I'm so used to the PlayStation Four controller for that game, and so because of that I've been like I don't want to play this game again until I use the PlayStation 4 controller because I don't like it very much on the PlayStation 5, but maybe I just need to play Demon Souls and get used to it and then move on. But yeah, Sekiro, best game of last year. Yeah, some would say that. Yeah, but that's it. All right, so I think that brings us to the end of part one of our game of the year 2020 discussion. So, think does anybody have any other things we need to hash out Cody's wow. still debating the stickers uh I am but I think I'm going to table that discussion for <laughs> next game of the years part for part two we'll we'll pick it back up in part two okay that sounds good <laughs> all right so um I think that brings us to the end of it thank you guys for listening to part one of our game of the year discussion um you can follow at ztargeting2016 on socials. Um, I'm at LukeDollar23. Dakota's at FoxDie89. Uh, Carlos is at CrayZero. Uh, subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms and also check out CPU. So thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next time.